0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro. I'm Ayman Rashad and in the studio with me is Ian McNally, Bahi Yusuf and Julian Yap. And today we are talking about quite an intriguing movie I would say and it's called The Sound of Silence.
1: Why do people act the way they do? Why do people feel the way they do? There's a reason.
2: According to Peter Lucian, the silence is full of sound. Depression, anxiety, fatigue are triggered by the sonic details of our homes. I guess you're Peter. I'm Ellen.
3: I am always tired. Exhausted, actually.
1: You guys have seen it. What can you guys tell me about it? So The Sound of Silence is a, I think it's, It's pretty indie flick um, that's showing as part of GSC International Screens. Uh, In it, Peter Sarsgaard stars as Peter Lucian, who is a house tuner. And what he does is he goes into people's houses and determines the predominant music note of the home and eliminates any appliances or equipment that might create a discordant note because doing that will make people's lives better.
0: It's like an audio feng shui or something like that
1: kind that's of like, holy it. crap that's a great <laughs> way to put it yeah no yeah you're right and you think this might be a kind of a quack thing to do but uh, the start of the movie he's already doing this he gets a lot of business from referrals and this New Yorker article and he seems to be helping people and he comes across this woman, Rashida Jones, who he can't seem to help. But it is very much one of those art movies where it's not really the plot that matters as it is a window into these people's lives and what they think about the world for a short period of time. Um, if you think about to get an idea of what he's like, if you think about the scene from Ghostbusters, when Venkman comes over to Sigoni Weaver's house mm. looking for a go- it's like that. But with audio, instead of looking for ghosts, he even has the tweed jacket on as he goes around and listens to the house and tries to figure stuff out. But it's not a quirky comedy because that kind yeah. of story could lend it. Yeah, to it them. sounds like it was, it's going to be, but it's not, is it?
2: No, for me, it should have been. You think so? I think so. I think I en- enjoy is a tough word to use for this movie. <laughs> um, it's a it's a great fi- it's a good film, uh, but I think had it been more comedic had it done more things i think it would have been less arty i think Mm. right now it feels very arty, and it, I think it attracts an arty I crowd. I think
3: though well, that if we did make it comedic, if we it would be putting humor to someone's quirks and think, quips, I think, right? I, think, I don't know if that work. I think, I think comedic is
2: probably the wrong word. I think mm. I wanted something lighter. Mm. I was hoping for
3: something. You wanted something lighter than this? Yeah. Because, this movie about listening to the no, world. because I
2: like that idea, the concept that this guy goes in and tunes your house. Your refrigerator is in a great G, mm. but it's your C flat toaster that's ruining it for I you. I actually, that's, I agree. That, that's conversation that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sure. I was is, a bit lost <laughs>
3: that's the best part of the show I yeah. Think, yeah and I want to see more around. of that yeah. yeah I
2: wanted to see more and I'd like the idea that oh each borough or each in fact block has got oh this block's mm-hmm. in B flat that block's in C minor it's
3: different I, during peak hour yeah, the, it I, sounds really cool yeah but they is, don't use it
1: there is an overarching plot about tuning the city So there is this idea that the city, particularly Manhattan, I think he's on, it's a map of Manhattan, he's basically mapping. And it's like all these jobs he's doing, he can see how the notes are affected by the neighborhoods, the buildings and all that kind of stuff. And how New York, because it's such an old city, you've got the subways, you've got old buildings, you've got things built up on top of each other. They're all adding to this mix. Mm. And he has what he calls his discovery, which is on how this impacts people. And that's another part of the story. There's a lot of versus elements set up. There's like art versus uh, science in some regards because mm. part of what he's doing is scientific, but there's also this leap he's making that every time he explains to people, they kind of look at him like a weirdo. There's a whole point of science versus commerce because mm. there's some there's this evil corporation that doesn't really, ma- they don't really factor into things as it goes on, but it's just like, there is an actual commercial application for this kind of work. And I was also, I was, I, it, it stuck in my head of a little bit like, can you ever forgive me? It had that kind of vibe of, I mean, it's set in New York as well. It has that vibe of people going to each other's houses and just being. Mm-hmm. But mixed with Pi, Darren Aronofsky's first movie, because it has that uh, idea of a person obsessed with a particular thing. And Pi, it was, you know, numbers. In this, it's sound. And he's obsessed with sound to the point like he lives in a, a, a fallout shelter, and he's like listens to white sound and uh, what do you call it noise canceling headphones most of the time when he's walking around. So he is one of these weird, you know, an oddball character to follow where he's like living in the city of sound. He's doing this work but he tries to isolate himself from it as much as possible.
0: But does it have to be about sound? Like, uh, because it seems like a very, um, it's a very random characterization to put into a character. Like, does the fact that he is a, a, was it a, a room tuner? Does that sort of inform the his character or is it just being quirky for the sake of being quirky
1: no they do fill in some of the backstory that he did have i think he was he was tuning instrument was ancient instruments or vintage instruments so they would play the same way that they would as they were supposed to at their time and we wouldn't tune them with our modern sensibilities so there's an element of he's had a background in music and he's moved into this field somehow you might They don't really go into any kind of... You assume it was going to be kind of a a bit more mainstream movie. There would be a tragic moment in his past that forced him off the path of like the good academic path into this kind of slightly weird musical plumber.
2: Yeah, for me, I think... I just, I want to see more of the musical plumber. Mm. I wasn't, I want to see- You want to see that sitcom? I, I doesn't know. I just want to see that movie. That's why when I first saw the trailer, I was really excited because that high concept was what sold it for me. What this guy who goes in and like you perfectly put, Ivan, mean, he's a feng shui for audio, <laughs> right? And it's great. And that idea of him going in and saying, the reason, you know, like, oh, do you have bagels every morning? Aha, uh-huh, it's because your, your toast is in the wrong note. I want to see more of that. I really wish I'd see more of that and less of the, of the drama of him being like, "Oh, there's a company that's trying to buy off my tech because it's trying to sell it to the public." Flash and,
1: Thompson's trying to steal his gear.
2: Yeah, and then all this thing about 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 his even that relationship thing. I don't know. It feels falls flat.
1: There for is him. no relationship. I mean, in a way, I settled into that element. That's where the "Can you ever forgive me?" kind mm. of feelings came along. Where it's just like like even the way Sarsgaard is acting is very restrained and very quiet and not an awful lot happens in with his acting or in the movie mm. and once I realized that about a quarter of the way into it I was fine with it and I could yeah. then live with the film for mm. a while and at that point then the relationship aspect if that had developed into something I would have gotten mad at the movie Right. so I was perfectly happy that this is kind of you see this person, you're introduced to them, they have a problem in their life, then that comes up, and they either move past it or like the Aronofsky movie Pie, they drill a hole in their head. So that's kind of I was okay with the direction it chose.
3: So for me, I think I enjoyed it just because I wasn't expecting anything going into it. I think I think the premise is interesting enough to draw you in and get you in get your butt in that cinema seat. But what I like the most about it, I think, is that it's not that easy, I think, to make a very calming and peaceful film. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily mean a boring film, because you can just, you know, put someone there, look at the camera for two hours, and that you can call that a film, and that's a boring film. But this is a peaceful film while things still happen. I don't think it's it's extremely well done. I don't think it's perfectly done because there are ways that the story could develop more. You know, like we said, well, it could have taken a different route and explored different options, but it's still very peaceful. And, and of course, it's, because it's about music and about sound, it sounds really great. It utilizes the city really well and it makes you feel like you're part of the city. Um, it made me think of uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World mm. and that was directed by Loren Scafaria who's just directed Hustlers. So, um, it's another example of a very peaceful film where yeah. in the background there is a lot of a lot of stuff going on it's the end of the world but it's a re- essentially the relationship between two people and it's how that relationship develops and the background of the city around them is just as important as that relationship and that's exactly what this film is and I think if you need a very quiet Saturday afternoon or a Sunday 2pm cinema visit I think this is a good one to just go in completely blind and just and you know just let it like develop in front of you i think as it is it's still very great because it doesn't come along that often
1: yeah it's like do the opposite of washing over you yeah Mm -hmm. there's those moments where he has noise cancelling headphones and when he takes them out and the sound of the city comes in it almost feels like violence like there's a few moments of that but the rest of the time it is very chill the soundtrack is amazing yeah they have this mix of like the ambient sounds and his tuning forks and all these other stuff going on that yeah i've I really felt the relaxing thing was uh, to the point where i was annoyed when someone came in late
3: yeah kind of because i had the yeah. cinema to myself
1: before that and i was like this is going to be nice on my own. And then someone came in late and I was like, they've ruined it.
0: All right. So we've been talking about the sound of silence. So if you guys are looking forward to see it, you can let us know. Uh, WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at skipintromy. And you can even write to us at movies at bfm.my. And coming up, we're going to continue our conversation on Skip Intro BFM 89.9.
2: Be free-minded, BFM.
0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Skip Intro with Ayman, Ian, Bahe, and Julian. And earlier, we heard their review of The Sound of Silence, which is out in selected GSC cinemas right now. And um, you guys were talking a lot about how the movie uh, sort of captures the sound of the city and how it really adds to the movie. And so this movie is set in New York. Mm. So you can consider it like another addition to a whole lot of other movies that are set in New York. So h- how does the, the New York setting like uh, make this movie like interesting?
1: It's the, partially is the soundscape is only really possible in somewhere like New York. Um There's a Patrick H. Willems YouTube video about John Wick movies and the location of New York and how it is, there's like, I think it's the most populated city in the, in the US.
2: Uh, i'm sure along those lines. yeah
0: or the most populated in like the in, least in the least area. space yeah. it's very big and it's very dense as well yeah yes. mm-hmm.
1: so that that the soundscape you have from that is completely different from then if you said in Diamond and sarah obviously you know there's not mm-hmm. that same like i think the the movie opens with um these old-time clips of someone like recording the sound mm-hmm. in Times square back mm-hmm. when it was actually what we would consider quiet and, like, it's like it's the 1800s or 1900s, something like that. So, like, the noise that you get today with people's broken fl- fans, the air conditioning units, the doors upstairs, all of that builds into it. And I thought the climax of the movie as well had a quite nice feel mm. of, like, taking that New Yorkness and then removing it in a nice way, which, is, you know, we don't want to spoil how the movie ends, but mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a very cool thing they do there.
0: I'm curious to know, what other New York movies uh, do you guys like?
2: I think New York for better or for worse, is New York, right? In the sense that you can't make a movie that is remotely set in New York and shoot it in Vancouver. It, it's, it won't work. It won't work. New York has got certain elements of it that make it so. I mean, Taxi Driver, I'm thinking, I'm thinking scenes where, um, I'm, I'm thinking of Dustin Hoffman crossing the street, you know, screaming at the cab driver going, I'm walking here. I'm in the cowboy. Yeah, so it's this. It, it's so... The 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 city is is a character, and it cannot be ignored. Yeah, you know, and because
1: um, because I'm a massive nerd. What sprung to mind with me was Spider Man One and Two, the Sam Raimi <laughs> ones. Oh, okay, yeah, because, <laughs> because, because there's a big yeah. element of that yeah. where yep, you know Spider Man is part, saving yeah. the the Roosevelt. Island. I think it's a made-up island. Like I can't remember yeah. cable car, and he's got Mary Jane yeah. hanging there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Green yeah. goes to kill him, and then like a whole load of New Yorkers are like, "Hey, what are you doing, you big mook? Get off that guy!" You know, they start <laughs> throwing bricks and stuff. Yeah. And that's it's a side of New York. I do think it's a cute side of New York. That "Hey, I'm walking here" thing is is that side of it as well. Mm. They even do it in the second one where they have the train, and all, you know his mask comes off. Yes, yeah. and uh, all the New Yorkers on the train pick him up and pass him back, It's like, "He's just a little kid." And yeah, it's like a real. I was watching YouTube this morning crying at these scenes because they're just so good.
2: It becomes a character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, for me, I think the movies where New York feels the most memorable are always rom-coms because people love setting rom-coms in New York. Mm. Um, mm. Obviously, it's people, it's writers who are living in New York. They want to capture the essence of a city and put it as a background to, you know, scenes that they might have, they, they've imagined themselves, um, putting their characters in it. Nora Ephron loved New York. When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail. Yeah,
2: I think, I think, especially romantic comedies, the... I think New York works with certain styles of film. I think romantic comedies mm-hmm. work because it's a dense, populated, very busy city, but it's also very alienating. Yeah. It's very isolating, I think. Um, and th- it also works with, like, cop shows, gritty <laughs> dramas. Yeah. Yeah, because of
1: interest, which you guys will never watch. Which we'll never watch. But <laughs> that is was set in New York. Setting yeah. a TV show in New York seems like a crazy idea these days. Yes. Because it just seems to be an awful lot of work. But with the rom-com thing, which took me, was you can have a lot of walking and talking mm. yeah. in New York yeah. that you cannot do in L.A. or yes. I don't know Chicago's yeah. too windy I guess. Yeah, uh, L.A. is like well it's going to take us six hours of traffic <laughs> to get there, yeah. so we'll have to have a chat in a car or yeah. meet. You'll at the have location. two
3: weeks notice where they have to take a plane, a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But- I
2: think yeah, it's it's it. I mean, New York is also the other thing that that was the first inclination of of what a block was yeah, yeah. as have, as, like, as Malaysians we don't have blocks mm, right yeah. it was just like wait, or, you're just walking you down three blocks what what's a block right yeah. and then so it's that idea like you said you can do a lot of walking you can do a lot of sort of like shop around the corner
3: i <laughs> also super like that I guess New York always feels, and especially on film, right? We have this idea that New York is this, more, even more so the land of possibility that America has, but even more so in New York, especially as like a young person. Oh, one day I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to live my big dreams. I'm going to live in a tiny apartment, but I don't care because I'm going to live my life and build my career. And it still has that. And I think, you know, obviously rom-coms have a lot of that because a lot of the time their main character is pretty much broke, mm. but they've got a beautiful apartment. Yeah. Something like I Friends. Think, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean the other one that's quite interesting, just reminded there's this not watched T V show from HBO called How to Make It in America. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. It's about, about two guys who are trying to essentially make a fashion line, right? Yeah. So it's this thing about, Oh yeah, I'll go down to the to the fashion district and pick up some old jeans. I'll go down to this way and pick up so they really set it in that you've in that a, city.
3: Yeah, you've got a beautiful old city as well. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Certain areas. Are, I think mm-hmm. I think people Get really caught up with like the financial district, yeah. the central part, but then there's things like the Bronx the, the, where, where it is very character driven. Mm.
1: Yeah, but In it the, is, it is as well that like old city where there is a, like there's a meatpacking district, right? Like yes, all of that. Yeah. So it I think is, go, I mean, that, yeah, I think it, it's not a meatpacking district anymore, right? It's not, it's, anymore, it's been no. re, re yes. gentrified, gentrified, yeah, but like that idea of like, well, if I need to get some fish and a pair of shoes and a pair of bell-bomb flares. There's three. There's at least six locations you can think of on mm. top of your head that you can find those things mm. within walking distance yeah. or within getting the train distance.
0: And there's also one thing that uh, the... Because you were talking about the Patrick H. Williams video earlier on New York movies, and one thing that you pointed out was that because uh, cities like Manhattan, for example, is so dense and so... A lot of people living yeah. in there. Uh, um, these movies sort of create worlds within mm. this density. Yeah. So it's like uh, Men in Black has a whole alien community living <laughs> <Yeah>. there. Because, <laughs> of course, where else yeah, do they, exactly. blend they blend in yeah. perfectly.
1: <laughs> perfectly? If you walk down the street yeah. in New York, you see so many weirdos anyway. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, he could be an alien. <laughs> She's definitely an alien. So Yes. Yeah, so and even like uh,
0: John Wick, there's a whole underworld mm. of yeah. like gangsters. Mm-mm.
1: And... Uh, I guess
0: that that adds to the character of New York. Like it's not just a place where people are isolated, but yeah. it can also have like fantastical uh, environments or, or, or a yeah. whole new world in yeah. it as well.
2: Yeah, and I think that that the, as a storytelling element, you can't you can't go anywhere else for that, right? Because like we've just said, there are there are blocks that look one way. So yeah. even as a production thing, I know there's I know planning and all that, but even as a production thing, when a person goes from one corner of financial district, walks down one way and ends up at a slightly older side of the town, mm-hmm. the change works, right? Mm-hmm. There's a change in, in, in setting. There's a change in look. The community becomes... The food
3: is different. The, the colors foods, are different. Yeah, the the co- sound of yeah, it. exactly, yeah.
2: right? So suddenly you've got, you know, Afro-Asian beats playing music and then you've got, then you've got different kinds of food. So... As um, as a movie, you can move across those different cultures very quickly, very easily, and it works. I think it's beautiful. I think you agree. That's, that,
1: that, that's what they did in Die Hard or The Vengeance, right? Because they kept like when we think about the locations that Patrick H. Williams like lists, they walk between an awful lot of mm. locations that are in John Wick. Yeah, I think it's the one of the closest ones to what they did with Mission Impossible with London, where it actually like it, that trip across the rooftops yes. is the trip across, the, across rooftops. the rooftops. Yeah, they they cheat a little bit in John Wick and. I was thinking I forgot Die Hard was set in New York until I looked up lists, and they're in places like they're on. There's like the the, the chase on the highway where he disables the brakes and spins. Like you never really see that side of it apart yeah. from Men in Black when they're like, "Don't take the tunnel," yeah, because you will the, the traffic side of it yeah. or Parkway, the and, like you know whatever, they're in the, yeah. they're in back end of the financial yeah. district. They're not in the Central Park area. They're not in the like Ghostbusters nice buildings area. And I like that about that as well. Like there is if you plan it right, there's still plenty of different places where you can hide stuff in the city. And I, I, what you're saying about like bringing a character to the city, I think it's the character of the city showing through in the movies.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we were talking today about The Sound of Silence and also other movies that have been set in New York. So, The Sound of Silence is out now in selected GSC cinemas. If um, Let us know if you are interested to see it. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, uh, tweet us at skipintromy, and you can write us at movies at bfm.my.